Tech Fighter Worldwide. It's the High Tech Podcast in plain English with an hour's worth of news in about 20 minutes. That's because we leave out the commercials, the station breaks, the sports, and most of the jingles. Podcast number 443 for May 17th, 2015. This week, I never fail to be amazed by how many applications are available either for free or at a very low cost. There's no question that commercial software often gives users the largest number of features, but sometimes not all of those available features are needed. Sometimes what's available from a free program is enough. And sometimes what's available from a free program is better than what's available commercially. So let's explore some of the possibilities this week. In short circuits, are you smarter than a CEO? It turns out that even executives can't always tell the difference between a real email message and a fish. And AVG promises that some of its new applications will enhance your Windows PC, your Mac, or your Android device. And in spare parts, only on the website, dealing with support when things go wrong. The story of a star-crossed attempt to obtain an answer from Microsoft. But relax, there's a happy ending. Applications designed for Linux are often available to run on Windows and OS X computers, too. You shouldn't expect all the features of commercial software in open source software, but sometimes the applications are adequate to suit your needs. In some cases, the open source application is even better than some or all of the commercial competition. The Free Software Foundation promotes the GNU operating system applications that are available for Windows and OS X computers. They might do this thinking that some people will eventually consider an open source operating system. So let's take a look this week at some of the applications and a few other free applications that are limited to Windows-based computers. But first, one caution is important. I have previously described the tricks that some software repositories play by adding bloatware to their installer programs. These are almost always adware, which is annoying, but not dangerous. And most of the installers provide an option to refuse the extra applications. So when you install any application, open source or commercial, use the custom installation option and watch for warnings that the installer will include something you don't want. Paying careful attention during the setup process will usually keep you safe. If not, it's easy enough to get rid of the bloatware. So with that warning out of the way, let's take a look at some of the freebies. We'll start with the ones that I think you just simply have to have. Adobe Reader DC leads the list. Adobe recently updated Acrobat to version DC. That stands for Document Cloud, not Direct Current. And there are lots of new features for professional users. Now would be a really good time to upgrade the free version of Adobe Reader to the DC version. What if you need to create a PDF document, though? Well, most Microsoft applications, at least the current ones, have a Save to PDF function. But if you're using an older version of Microsoft's products, or an application that doesn't allow you to save the file as a PDF, take a look at PDF Creator. Install it, and it creates a virtual printer, 
Any file printed to that PDF creator printer will become a PDF file. And by the way, if you believe that PDF file is redundant in the way PIN number or Rio Grande River or the La Brea Tar Pits are redundant, it isn't. PDF is the initialism for portable document format, so PDF file expands to portable document format file. Something else I think everybody needs is a password manager. Really, if you're using the same password for your email login, Facebook, and your bank, it's only a matter of time until you will regret it. There are several password managers, some free, some with a little bit of cost. My favorite is LastPass. The free version is robust, secure, and easy to use. There is a paid version, costs about a dollar a month, and it turns on several other features that I consider sufficiently worthwhile to pay that one dollar a month to get them. You may have noticed that Windows adjustments are scattered all over the place. They're in menus, they're in the registry. Sometimes they're kind of hard to find. The ultimate Windows tweaker starts by showing basic information about your system, like the operating system version, build, system type, processor installed, RAM, computer name, username, and the Windows Experience Index. A button provides quick access to recovery options and the system file checker. And then things really start to get interesting with customization options. It's true that any program such as this does not add any functionality that isn't already present in Windows, but it does bring everything together in a single location so that you don't have to dig down through several layers of menus or poke around through the registry. Tweaks are organized into categories such as user accounts, performance tweaks, security tweaks, Internet Explorer tweaks, context menu tweaks, and the category that covers everything else, additional system tweaks. You'll find links to download all of the applications that I'm talking about today on the TechBiter Worldwide website, www.techbiter.com. Point your browser at it. And don't limit yourself to a broken browser. Windows 10 will come with a new browser called Edge, and it's pretty good. I've been looking at it. But even then, I think it'll still be a good idea to install other browsers, at the very least, Mozilla Firefox and Google Chrome. A clean, safe, and secure computer is important. Several applications are essential to safe and secure computing. Among them, CCleaner, the C, by the way, stands for crap, Malwarebytes Anti-Malware-Free, and SpyBot Search and Destroy. Some have only free versions, others have paid versions that may add some features that you consider to be useful. I have a paid version of Malwarebytes, but the free version is still a very powerful application. If you're willing to pay a few dollars a year, the program will automate some of the update functions and provide some extra security. Ever try to delete a file and this message pops up? This file is in use by another program. You can't figure out what other program has the file in use. Sometimes you can resolve the problem by restarting the computer, but not always. Some of the locks are persistent and remain even after a reboot. A couple of programs you might want to take a look at. Lock Hunter and Unlocker help to resolve the problem. My preference has been to use Unlocker, but taking a look this week at Lock Hunter makes it look pretty promising, too. Computers contain lots of pieces and parts in a big box. They're used to run lots of processes and programs. From the outside, you can't see what's going on in there. Or can you? 
Specky from Piriform sees all and tells all about the computer's processor brand, its model, hard disk drive sizes and speeds, how much memory is in the computer, what operating system is running, and the capabilities of the graphics card. So those are the ones that I consider to be essential. There are lots of other programs that may not be essential, but they're either useful or they're fun. Image viewers, for example. There's no shortage of great free image viewers. Some even offer powerful editing capabilities. Irfanview has been around for a very long time, and FastStone. Those are my two go-to applications for quick image viewing, but take a look at XNView too. And maybe you need a better Windows Explorer. Windows Explorer has a single pane, so copying files from one location to another is a pain. Sorry. It's easy enough to open two matched instances of Explorer and copy, but why not use an application that already has two panes? Or three? Or four? I've been using QDIR for several years, but QT Tab Bar offers a tabbed Explorer setup with various windows it might be worth looking at. If you need to do graphics, the kind of thing that you'd use Adobe Illustrator or Corel Draw for, take a look at Inkscape. You won't find Illustrator's or Draw's functionality in there, but it has more than enough capabilities for home or office use. And what about word processing, spreadsheets, and data management? If you don't need everything that Microsoft has to offer in the Office suite, but you still need to write letters and crunch numbers, then OpenOffice might be just what you're looking for. The Apache OpenOffice applications cover all the basics, and then some. And remember, I've got links on the TechBiter Worldwide website so that you can go directly to the various websites and download these applications. How about free book readers? I probably should have listed book readers in the Essentials section, but then again, not everybody reads, or at least not everybody reads ebooks. If you do, and regardless of which proprietary book reader or readers you choose, I recommend downloading Calibra too because it has plugins that make it possible to read for example, a Kindle book on a Kobo reader, and vice versa. Other kinds of media are important, too. Media players are essential applications for me. The VLC media player is primarily considered a video player, but it also does work with audio files. If you have a lot of audio files, though, I think you'll want an audio player. I recommend avoiding Apple's abysmal iTunes player and using either VLC or a specialized audio player such as MediaMonkey. Or if you're not satisfied with just listening to somebody else's music, maybe you'd like to make your own, or maybe you'd like to do a podcast. Use Audacity to create your own. You won't find all of the features that are included in Adobe Audition, but Audacity is a powerful program. Hard disk drives are getting larger and larger, so we put more stuff on them, and then when we go to find whatever it is we've put there, sometimes it's a bit of a challenge. The Windows Search tool does continue to improve, but everything is able to find everything on your computer. After installing everything, I decided to see if any of the files on my computer had anything to do with alligators. There were several files on my computer that had something to do with alligators. You receive email. We all receive email. Although it's a relatively plain-looking program, Claws email has some powerful features hiding behind its unassuming interface. In addition, a couple of dozen plugins expand the program's feature set, including the ability to render HTML email using the WebKit library. 
By default, Clawsmail doesn't recognize HTML-based messages. That's a problem because just about every message these days comes in HTML format. Here's a way to get a jump start on Windows 10. Windows 10 will provide native support for virtual desktops. That's a feature that Macs and Linux systems have had for quite a while. Now you can add virtual desktops to a Windows system with Dexpot. It allows you to create up to 20 monitor workspaces so you can switch between them. For example, you might set up one desktop with work files, another with your browser, and still others with an audio or video player. Here's a question for you. Can you replace Photoshop or PaintShop Pro with a free program? My answer to that question is no, but that might not be the case for you. GIMP is a powerful graphics application. I've just never been able to make it my friend, even with GIMP Shop, which is intended to make the GIMP look more like Photoshop. If you'd like to give it a try, you'll find links to download GIMP and GIMP Shop on the TechBiter Worldwide website. Or how about page design? If I'd never worked with Ventura Publisher or InDesign, Scribus might be enough. For those with basic page design requirements, such as club flyers or notices that will be distributed throughout the office, Scribus will probably be more than enough. In fact, it is a relatively powerful application, but if you're working with multi-page documents, large ones that will be reproduced by a professional print shop, you're still going to want InDesign. And then there are instant message applications. It seems that nobody uses IM these days. Text messages are either sent via smartphones or via Facebook chat option or by Facebook's chat option on a smartphone. Still, if you are an IM user at this point, you won't find a better application than Pigeon. And at this point, I'm pretty much out of time and space. But there are still lots of interesting applications that I think are well worthwhile. Expect more on the subject someday soon. In short circuits, are you smarter than a CEO? Here's a disturbing bit of news. 96% of senior executives missed identifying at least some phishing messages in a quiz designed by security company McAfee. McAfee is now a part of Intel security. The problem isn't quite as bad outside the executive suite, but still 80% of users failed to detect at least one of the test messages. All it takes is penetration by one rogue message, and the company can be in trouble. Playing whack-a-mole is fine, but sooner or later one of those moles is going to sneak through, and those moles can bite. The quiz used seven email messages that were intended to look like phishing messages. Corporations and governments are increasingly under attack from crooks. Phishing has become a popular way for thieves to steal information, and spearfishing is the term used to describe attacks that are more carefully crafted and aimed at high-value targets. Intel Security has released an e-book in conjunction with Intermedia, Harpooning Executives, How Phishing Evolved into the C-Suite, describes how phishing has become whaling and why executives are optimal targets. Corporate data offers big profit opportunities, and criminals are smart enough to realize the value of executives 
who have now become prime targets for spear phishing attacks. The attacks make use of personal information to make the fraudulent messages appear to be from known senders, and thereby make them more realistic. The messages attempt to obtain confidential information from a specific organization by sending email messages that look like they came from somebody you know. The SANS Institute says that 95% of all attacks on corporate networks began with phishing attacks. Phishing poses real risks to businesses, including data theft, financial loss, and tarnished reputations, according to Intel Security Vice President Michael Baker. He also notes that education, protection, and preparation are all needed to combat the attacks. Baker recommends starting with education. Educating users and executives is one of the most important things you can do to reduce the company's vulnerability. Next, there's the recommendation to install comprehensive protection. You would expect that because McAfee makes those kinds of applications. But Baker says you should think beyond antivirus protection. An advanced email protection suite that includes real-time URL scanning and email continuity provide additional layers of protection. And Baker's final recommendation is prepare for the worst. Email can be made more vulnerable by adding applications and other services because it creates additional security gaps in the infrastructure. When it comes to filling the security gaps, it's important to think beyond email. For more information, including a downloadable list of educational best practices, you can download the security ebook from the Intermedia website. There's a link to it from the TechBiter Worldwide website. Security vendor AVG has released PC Tune-Up 2015 for Windows systems and versions of AVG Cleaner for Apple computers and Android devices. AVG, which has more than 200 million users worldwide, says the new applications speed computers and improve battery life for mobile devices. The desktop and mobile apps are available individually or as a package in the AVG Performance Suite. Many publishers of protective software have already updated their applications to work with Windows 10, and AVG is no exception. AVG PC Tune-Up is intended to clean and accelerate PCs, and the company says that PC Tune-Up 2015 deletes leftover files from the Downloads folder, removes wasteful distributable files generated from the Steam gaming platform, and offers thorough cleaning for the Google Chrome browser. Existing users of the previous version of the program will already have these updates. AVG Cleaner for Android looks for resource-hungry apps and tames them by identifying those apps and then allowing users to select multiple apps and either turn them off or delete them. An app manager feature provides a visual summary of all running apps and how much RAM they're consuming. Installed apps that haven't been used in a long time will be listed, and it also shows ratings of applications by how much data, battery, and storage they consume. AVG Cleaner for Mac now includes cleaning for the iPhoto cache, and the update has been modified to make finding leftover and duplicate files easier. AVG sells all of the apps as a suite for $40 a year. Those who want just the Android app can license it for $5 a year. You'll find all of the information about the products on the AVG website. 
And on the TechBinder Worldwide website, you'll find spare parts. This week, dealing with support when things go wrong. The story of a star-crossed attempt to obtain an answer from Microsoft. Thanks for listening to TechBinder Worldwide, the podcast with an hour's worth of technology news in about 20 minutes. I'm Bill Blinn. Be sure to check out the website, www.techbiter.com. And if you like, send me an email from there. See you next week.